Mmm. God damn, Jimmy. This some serious gourmet shit. Me and Vincent would have been satisfied with some freeze-dried tasters' choice, right? <laughs> and he springs this serious gourmet shit on us. What flavor is this? Knock it off, Julie. What? I don't need you to tell me how fucking good my coffee is, okay? I'm the one who buys it. I know how good it is. When Bonnie goes shopping, she buys shit. I buy the gourmet expensive stuff because when I drink it, I want to taste it. But you know what's on my mind right now? It ain't the coffee in my kitchen. It's the dead tent in my garage. Oh, Jimmy, don't even worry well, no, about no, no, it. No, 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 don't think about anything. I want to ask you a question. When you came pulling in here, did you notice a sign on the front of my house that said dead tent storage? Jimmy, you know I ain't seen no shit. Did you notice a sign in the front of my house that said dead tent storage? No, I didn't. You know why you didn't see that sign? Because it ain't there, because storing dead tents. They my fucking business, that's why. Guys, it's the Real Green Monster coming at you with another fresh episode of Cultivation Conversation. I'd just like to take a minute here to talk about our sponsors. First off, it's Autopot. This is a product that me and the captain both use and believe in wholeheartedly. Uh, it's very simple to use. It's a gravity-fed automated watering system that requires no power, no pumps, and no timers to operate. It's the only plant-driven automated watering system on the market. And it's so precise that it'll actually reduce consumption of water and feed by an impressive 50% while increasing yields. Now, this is designed for both novice and professional growers in mind. Autopod creates the perfect system for growing effectively and efficiently at the same time. Get your life back and let your plants feed themselves. Use code CC10 for 10% off your entire order at Autopod USA. That's CC10. For 10% off your entire order at Autopot USA. And next we have Fish Head Farms Fish Shit. This is a fantastic product that the captain and I both use. Uh, it works really, really well to help increase terpenes, yields. Uh, it helps your, your root zone. It really is a fantastic product. And if you're not using fish shit, quite honestly, you're just cheating yourself. Head over to Fish Head Farms. Use code CC15 for 15% off your entire order at Fish Head Farms. That's CC15 for 15% off your entire order at Fish Head Farms. Thanks for listening, guys. It's going to be another great episode. We appreciate you tuning in. What is going on, everybody out there in podcast land? How y'all doing? Hello, my darlings. Doing well. Howdy. That's good. Happy Tuesday. Welcome back to another inside, exciting installment of your favorite podcast, Cultivation Conversation. And we are fresh. Well, Monster and I here, G3 wasn't able to attend, unfortunately. We all missed her very much. And we 
await her presence at the next event. But we had a little bit of a get together, guys, a little bit of a podcast uh, meetup, if you will. Podcast party. At the Freedom Fest, yeah, like a slumber party, no, <laughs> no less. Like, who does that, right? And there yeah, were it was wild pillow fights and spin the bottle. Um, no, <laughs> not at all. No, no, way more cool shit than that. Just uh, a lot of puffcos going around. A lot of a lot of really good herb being sampled. Uh, <laughs> I see Mac Mac in the chat saying he's he spooned me. I don't remember that part. And maybe I was asleep when that happened, but um hey, I <laughs> wouldn't wouldn't blame you if you did, man. I I mean it was a big cozy, you know, family like get together. Um I had a great time. I had a great time and and yeah, we met Mac. We met uh let's see. Therapy. Derpy's Turp Farm. We met Mac. Yep. We met uh, Art of, uh, the Sacrificial Waffle. We met 420 Cannabis Couple. Well, at least oh. one half. Ohm Grower. Ohm Grower. Um, that, man, I'm, I'm sure, I'm, sure I'm missing someone. Now I'm, I'm going to my pictures. Now I'm going to feel terrible. Who am I missing? Um, it'll probably come to me over the course of the day. Um, no, that might be it, actually. It, it, was, it was, you know, kind of a last-minute last minute little... Uh, arrangement but it all worked out great we got like an airbnb and we stayed up till the wee hours of the morning yeah hanging yeah. out it was a great time hanging out. it was a great time maybe a little too much fun honestly <laughs> so a little <laughs> little bit yeah i wore myself right out i mean yesterday i was useless i started feeling like i was getting a cold kicked in pretty much full-fledged today but uh I'll, i'm a trooper we'll get by Amen. And, and, and um, I actually, like I was mentioning to you, I felt really, really shitty that Sunday morning. And then that whole ride home, like my wife had to drive home because you know how that goes. Sometimes I just got to curl up into a ball in, in the back seat and like kind of be delirious for uh, the duration of the car ride. It was horrible. Um, but I'm alive like... I made it. It was just, it was a really, really bad day for me on Sunday. But Friday and Saturday, I had so much fun. Uh, made it all worth it. Wouldn't change it for anything. You know what I mean? Like sometimes when you got CHS or whatever the fuck it is, that's just what you got to deal with. Yeah. So, yeah. Cheers. Well, yeah, man. It's, uh, it was a blast meeting everybody. Um, sampling everybody's herbs that they grew that was the funnest part i mean honestly i think i might have only smoked like a gram of my herb everybody just kept passing around shit and um it was cool you know well, yeah. a few people brought puffcos i know sacrificial waffle and uh derby's tarp farm brought some puffcos with lots of concentrates and man yeah for sure i learned i learned that i really really want a puffco <laughs> for sure i think um, i think i think we both learned that yeah what's uh, your favorite that you sampled there if you had to pick one i really don't even fucking remember mm. honestly yeah. honestly Any like i was i was so impressed okay with with the quality of the stuff that our guys brought like no no lie i was like blown away with the quality of everyone's weed okay um now i'm not gonna take any credit for that 
<laughs> but I, I like to think that maybe, maybe some of like, the, you know, listening to the show, the advice we, we give out may have helped, but no, these guys kick ass on their own. They were just, you know, they're, they're here for the, the community aspect of it. I don't feel like any of those guys need any help growing anyway, but man. We all need help, and that's exactly why we're all together, because we can help each other out. That's right. Yeah. Big, big community. Stop learning yeah. how to grow weed. It Definitely not. Definitely not. That's well, how you it, become a dinosaur. Was... <laughs> right. It's <laughs> a never-ending, lifelong pursuit, guys, but... Our guys' stuff was phenomenal. Um, that was one of the highlights for me, uh, is trying everyone's homegrown. But then, like, once we were at the Freedom Rally, I mean, there was so many booths going around, like, so many booths you could go up to. Um, and I don't, I guess it's, is it legal, Monster, to just, like, how, I wasn't sure if it was legal or if it wasn't, but it seemed to just be happening. It, so it's kind of a gray area, and I'll just leave it at that. Right. Um, <laughs> but it, it was awesome. I mean, there's flour everywhere. Oh, yeah. Super cheap prices. Most of it was really good. There's very few people selling booth because they're not going to sell it. Um, For sure. Yeah, um, man. The music sucked. <laughs> that was um, definitely a complaint of mine. Oh, God. It was fucking dog shit. Like, just terrible. But... I mean, was it live or was it like pre-recorded stuff? Both, and then they had like, um, like this dude at the end like doing like karaoke basically, and I was just like, "This is terrible!" Like all the levels were off. Like it was just hurting my ears. You could just hit, yeah. you know, the distortion and shit. Um, yeah, I was trying time... to send Captain up there to get up, get on the fucking boards and straighten <laughs> that shit out. <laughs> I, I wanted to real bad, man, and my my wife had to like. She was like, I got to get the fuck out of here. This music's like nails on a chalkboard at one point. Yeah. You know, we, we had to go take a walk. But um, so we're, we're sitting there in the grass. And right, I have to first say that Monsta's dad, Ben, one of the coolest dudes like I ever met. And he's like, I don't know how he could be so cool after having raised you. <laughs> but he's like really, really chill guy, man. And like, I hope when I'm 70 something, like I'm still as cool and functioning as he is, man. Cause like, you know, he hung with us all day, smoked with us and it was just grooving to the music. And though, I don't know if he could hear it. Cause <laughs> you know, we, it sucked, but he was still grooving to it. I mean, there was some stuff that was okay, but I mean, for the most yeah. part, it was, it was pretty terrible. You know, yeah, yeah. I, you know, he had consumed enough cannabis too, that I think anything could have sounded good at that point. That's we right. gave him some edibles, you know, he was, he was rocking. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So we're, we're chilling there in the grass. Um, just, you know, passing around our, our puff coats or our bongs bowls. I mean, people brought everything. We just had like, you know, backpacks and, and you brought, you brought a little setup with you and we had like a little home base there for the day. Um, and then as we're sitting there chilling, this girl just kind of wanders up and joins the the circle starts talking um you know young girl she went to school nearby her name's kayla what's up kayla i hope you're watching <laughs> you know we, we gave her uh gave her a card and uh i think she actually joined the discord too so um 
hey, be nice to her, guys, if you see her out there. She's a, a special, special friend of ours. We hung with her for like the whole day, and she kept up with us every bit as much as Monsta's dad. It was impressive as shit. Um, she was, you know, she said a couple times, like, you know, I, I don't, I don't remember the last time I've been this high, but like, she was, didn't act like, uh, it was bothering her, bothering her at all. So, um, now we got to get her to grow. Yeah, that's that, exactly like, that's, you know, we were, we were talking about it. She's a big, you know, cannabis helps her, um, her mental health. <laughs> she was mentioning it helps her you know, deal with a lot of stresses in her life. Like she goes to, to school at like a nice, nice college. I think she's on a track to be, um, like she, she's, she's a smart girl guys. Like she's not your stereotypical, uh, stoner who's sitting on the couch, you know, just doing nothing here. This, this is a go-getter. Um, I know lots of people like this. Um, and it like, there, there's plenty of them out there professionals who defy all your your stoner stereotypes um this girl's gonna be like a high-powered professional one day i'm telling you so anyway she uses cannabis to help deal with all the stresses and stuff um and she was kind of like new to it she doesn't have many many friends that use i guess um or enjoy cannabis and she was asking a lot of advice from us and 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 just on how to like use different products and um she really enjoyed the the puffco as well we all did uh, yeah right i think she actually went and bought one the next day if i'm not she mistaken did. yeah um so it yeah like she was super cool and like yeah that was you know my first one of my first comments was like oh you gotta like you gotta learn how to grow you know like fuck buying it at the dispensaries it's like not everyone's life situation is is you're not not everyone's at the point where they're ready to grow like no. especially it consumes a fair amount of time especially you know to you're you know in school and you have a social life family whatever um yeah some people just not learning not, about it though there's always she could first. hey that's that's oh, why she's here yeah exactly yep. you'll get you'll the, get the knowledge and by the time you're ready you're ready to go a hundred percent. That's the best way to do it, guys. I mean, like if if ideally the the spark will go off in your brain, like, hey, you know what? I should grow my own. Well before you actually start growing your own. I mean, just ideally. It doesn't always work out like that, you know. Sometimes it's like uh like G3's story where you like I just ended up like popping a, a bag seed and then right you like fell in love with the plant once it was alive <laughs> and you were yeah, like and then i literally studied my ass off yeah so uh, that i could keep this thing alive it's not that you have to have the knowledge before you start it's that it's significantly less painful if you do exactly you just feel more prepared you know and like what what are the, what's the saying like um luck is just uh opportunity plus preparedness well i think a lot of people too they just have that you know they've been stoners their whole life right and they finally like they they like oh man you know anybody like one of these days i'm gonna just grow you know the fucking herb the best herb and, and then they finally get down to it they're ready to grow 
and they don't plan anything out. And some people end up doing okay, but it's always best to just kind of lay out a plan. But those people are super passionate, so I still I I love it, you know. But when you're coming coming at me with like simple questions, like, "Hey, is this a male or a female?" Like, you should be able to figure that out, you know, just with a quick Google search. But um, yeah, I, I I and dude, anybody starting to grow, I I fucking love it, you know, I really do. That's 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 what we we love to see it we live to see you know new dispos or fucking buying shit from you you know your fucking dealer or whatever that you just don't know what it is um some people want specific types of cannabis you know like we talked about this with alabrije you know some people like you know fuck it i'll just say like a sativa or, or you know some people want a heavy indica um, some people are looking for special terpenes you can get that if you grow, you know, grow your own medicine. So, yeah. And even figure out what type you like, you exactly. know, like you start with something like, well, I don't really like this profile. Let's try something completely different. Let's, you know, try an indica this time. Let's try a sativa this time. And you can kind of play the field a lot easier and see how they grow and make sure they don't have mold in them. I mean, play the field. I like that adjective. Yeah. I agree 100% now. And, and it's like we sampled, well, we didn't sample so many, but like we got to smell, like stick our noses in a bunch of jars, you know, at all these different booths at, at the Canifest. And like there were a lot of really impressive, like high quality, like professionally grown flavors. Um, no, <laughs> fucking strains. 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 But like, fucking strains, dude. They, they, uh, it like you know what i'm gonna say like by and large they were all very similar you know for yeah. what it's were worth were, like that were terrible no i didn't no. come across any that were, that were bad no none that Good. like i would say were bad but like it's just like that's and it's, it's not that i'm saying like you know the quality isn't there and, like listen the, the quality was there like ganja girl this one i think she had some of the the best best looking stuff we saw and it was all organic um you know living soil grown um she had a bunch of like live rosin and like great looking flower um super terpy but like it was you know i mean a lot of very like the same strains you'll find at that, any that's other just how it goes because you know uh, people yeah. people grow t towards the market that's what i've noticed like when you see certain strains are heavily out there it's because that's what the market wants so, it, in a way, that sucks because you're limited. Because everybody wants, you know, cookies, GMO, fucking this, that, it's, and it's all the same. Um, I don't know if that's like, more just, uh, like a, a recreational market kind of market trend, you know, like. I'd say a little bit of both because at the end of the day, most medical people are rec as well. Like, there's very, very few people just using it medicinally. So, I don't know. Um, but You're her right. herb was fire. I'm it I'm smoking it absolutely. tonight. Yeah, Some, that uh, strawberry, strawberry gelato. Gelato. Yeah, that was that yeah. was a good one. Really yeah. good, good looking one. Um, I, you know, like I have no complaints. Like the quality is super, super high on some of these. Like literally, all I'm saying is like the ver the variety of terp profiles. At least because I know like the spectrum that exists in in the world of cannabis out there it's like there it, it just really is being bottlenecked 
that's, that's all I'm saying. And, and it's like, yep. when you grow your own, you are afforded the ability to pick any fucking strain that you can think of. It's shit, you can start breeding your own if you don't like any of them that are out there on the market. I mean, it's that's another great point. You, you know, you, you just, you have so many more options. You can grow these narrow leaf varieties, as we call them, uh, but sativas that like takes 11, 12 weeks of flower, you know, like no, no professional grower in, in like a, a corporate setting is, is going to opt to do that. None, because it's not, you don't get your money back, you know? No, it's very, very few. And when I do see those um, types of herb out there, it's basically like they're expensive because they got to get it. I mean, to, to make their money back. So come, I told you about cannabis comes. It'll what's come. that? Yeah. When the craft cannabis really comes out, like, you know, gosh, for the longest time, what beer was really available to people? You have like Budweiser 100%. and Miller. I mean, like you had like a couple of choices and then all of a sudden craft beer starts becoming really popular. And then all of a sudden you have all of these different choices available to you no matter what you like there's something out there for you it's going to be the same thing with cannabis as things open up more and more as craft cannabis becomes something really special and people start realizing how special it is it's just going to take over i would agree I have no doubt in my I mind i hope that's what happens you know like i can only dream of that having like that being the case um in a in an ideal world yeah like that will happen i just it's you know Station. there's there's gonna be bumps in, in the it road. Shall be so. no, no, no. you're right you're right you're right and and like just as the same with like your craft beer analogy okay like here's maybe we can extend this a little further it's like jim cook okay the founder of sam adams um, you know, a Boston brewery, right? Um, he's known as like one of the fathers, grandfathers of craft beer and that, that yeah. whole revo revolution. And like, it took one guy like being, be building this, like almost like a, pa a, a, a path paving kind of enterprise to set the foundation for everyone else. Um, it took, I mean, he wrote an autobiography. It's, it's actually very interesting. And it's that guy's like, an animal, man. He's just yeah. a go-getter. A hundred percent. Like you want to talk about like, um, yeah, a go-getter, like a hustler, the things this guy had to do to like break into the industry back then. It's like, I mean, he could teach burner a thing or two. I'll tell you that much, but like, it's very almost it's similar okay in a lot of ways and like a lot of people hated on him back in those days for what he was doing and like the you know marketing tactics all that stuff like he he was hated on he got very rich um from doing what he did but he also paved a very wide path for everyone else in the industry so like Man, I hope that I hope that's what we're seeing here um, with, you know, being on the cover of Forbes magazine and stuff like that now. Um, yeah, I hope. Fingers crossed, guys. It's. Yeah, 
I didn't New York just get the ability for homegrown. Like, yeah, within yeah. like hours to, of starting the, the day, recording. Yeah, right? yeah. That's yeah. pretty amazing. You know, Congratulations to all my New York homies out there. New York. Yeah, right. Hell yeah. 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 New York New York homies because, you know, I'm from Boston. But uh, I do have a few. For medical patients only, we're seeing in the mm -hmm. chat now. Yep. You know, I, I haven't read the law. It was like a, a bill that's been around for a while that got that si got signed into into action. Um, I'm sure there's going to be fine print. You know, oh, of course, I'm sure. But like, it's, <laughs> yeah. from what saying, eighteen months away for a wreck. Okay. Um, now, from what I understand, like they in that bill, there were some pretty good uh good laws i guess good procedures policies for um you know east coast states to kind of follow it behind um like the i think we've mentioned it before like the opportunity exists to like open up kind of like like a, a growery in the sense that like people have wineries and you can go there and visit i mean i would love to open a like a cannabis farm where you can go sample the, the, the stuff, buy your own. It's just on a nice property where there's a lake and a gazebo. You have some weddings there. I mean, shit. Yeah. It'd be fun, you know? Yeah. <laughs> that sounds perfect. Yeah. The little, we call it the ganja gazebo down by the river or the lake. That's, that's, that's where by all, the river. all the hippies like to go get their, uh, their wedding portraits taken. And we offer a free van down by the river where you can uh, have your honeymoon if you so choose. But that's that's all, uh, you know, if 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 they give me the opportunity, guys, like I would love to. I would love to move north a little bit and, and, and set up shop. So, hey, I'm excited to like kind of read through the bill and see what they're offering. Um, so, yeah. We'll see, guys. We'll see. I'll take um, baby steps. Baby exactly. Steps. Baby steps. Okay. For now, for now, ba like the baby step, I kind of wanted to like, as I was, you know, I mentioned, like we met Kayla. We want to get new people into growing. Like this is not, this is not a hard thing, guys. It's really not. Okay. If, if all three of us can do it, you can do it too. I assure you it's, it's. It's not complicated. If you have any inclination of doing it, you are well capable of, of pulling it off. I, I guarantee you, okay, guys? I don't care how, how big of a stoner you are, how lazy, like how couch locked. It just takes a, you know, if there's anything I know about couch locked stoners, it's that they get motivated when their, their stash is compromised, right? Yeah. Yep. So think 100%. about it like that. Your stash is all automatically compromised if you're not growing your own. That's how I look at it. Just don't try to reinvent a wheel. Like, I, I feel like, I mean, like, stoners like to overthink things a lot. And I'm guilty of it myself. And I've been doing this a long time. You just got to keep it simple, stoner. I'm not going to say stupid. Keep it simple, <laughs> simple stoner. All right. I like that a lot. That's going to be, that will probably be the title of the episode. I got to hand it to you, Monster. <laughs> that's, that's genius, actually. Um, 
But so like, yeah, that's that's where I'm at, guys. Like I want to I want to break things down a little bit, get back to basics here for like, you know, when Kayla out there decides that she wants to start growing, like as soon as she graduates law school and she's making making big bucks as a corporate attorney and she's got the the time in this well maybe not the time she can get auto pots right but she's got the space to grow her own because you need basically you need to own a home i mean unless you have a cool super cool landlord or like a friend's place or outdoors i mean i didn't think about growing my own until i owned a home just as simple as that you know um yeah, because I've seen people have to break down their shit, you know, because the landlords, hey, yeah, I want to come over and uh, check out the place, you know, because they have the yeah. right to do that once a year. They can come in and just look and make sure everything's going well or say something like there's an emergency and something breaks. He has a key to your spot. He can come in, you know. Yeah. Unless you have a super cool landlord, I don't advise growing in an apartment. And I'm almost positive it's illegal anyway without your landlord's permission. So... I would imagine it has to be like it's you know there's it's their property you don't own it and I mean I don't know how the laws are written or how it works but like I imagine a landlord might be a might get into a lot of trouble if you were to get caught growing in the property that they own so like they have a little bit of an incentive to like oh, excuse know. me yeah, they're keep an eye on you a little bit. I mean, just just it it's your own personal living situation. Like I wouldn't want my tenants growing in their home. That's just the way it is. I mean, because as soon as like, dude, as soon as you got a grower living in a rented property, it's like you start thinking about like, oh, I could just bust a hole in this wall right here and ventilate some air, get a get a little ducting. I mean, who cares about a little hole in the wall? It's not my place anyway, you know. You get careless grow setups that way, right? Like, that's how you get mistakes, places burning down. I don't know. Yeah. I wonder from a legal standpoint, in a, well, in a state where it's legal for, say, like a medical patient to grow, if the landlord doesn't have a clause in the rental agreement itself saying that they can't grow, can somebody, I guess, like legally grow in a rental uh, well, I, I can tell you in Massachusetts, um, you have to get know. your landlord's permission if you want to grow. And the landlord can give you permission to grow. Mm -hmm. But I mean, th there ain't many of them that are going to do that. Right. You know, it just. Unless you cut them in on it. Dude, the... look, I mean, I'm a grower <laughs> myself. And I'm like, I, I would just know because I know shit happens. And yeah, like, yeah. people aren't careful. You know, they'll plug 18 things into one outlet. You know what I mean? And stupid shit like that exactly or like uh, just floods or anything yeah, yeah let like a wooden floor get flooded with with water and you know drip through Mold. a ceiling yep. just too many problems you know too many problems but yeah get a home and then grow and if you want to grow in your apartment ask your landlord if he lets you do it do it but we're not going to tell you to break any laws you know on the podcast that would be I silly would as your attorney, I would yeah. never advise you break yeah. any laws, but I will certainly tell you that if you choose to do so on your own behalf, that don't get caught would be the wisest course of action. Um, Aye, and so like, think about your situations, guys. Like, don't, you know, 
Don't be the guy who's got to like call your buddy up at 3 a.m. Like, I got a, I got an inspection coming tomorrow. My landlord's coming over. Let me bring eight plants over uh, right now with a broken down grow setup. It's like, fuck no, dude. Like, get the f don't ask me to do that shit. Don't put me out there like that. Sounds like, like a personal experience. That was a little descriptive. It was eight plants, and it was, it, I don't know. <laughs> All right, like it's a, I, I gotta I gotta be careful here. It's like it's making me think of a certain scene in a movie, in a '90s movie that he's like, "Do you see a sign on my garage that says Dead Grow Story?" <laughs> <laughs> well, do you? <laughs> do you? <laughs> Don't be that guy. Don't be that guy who's putting your buddies out there like that. That's all I'm saying. Um, but yeah, like, so this, this conversation tonight is, is kind of like geared towards a beginner who wants to get into growing it and we like get you, you know, a little bit of what you should be thinking about the homework you should be doing products you need to buy, um, to do things the easiest, cheapest, simplest way possible and now that's that's gonna vary for everyone out there you're all you're never no one's gonna ever agree about what's the simplest or cheapest or easiest way to do things right nope. so like we're gonna give you a couple options for every every simple every category you know um so like all right let's let's get right into it believe it or not guys for this for this conversation i actually made an outline i know i know can you believe it um so we've we've talked about this a little bit before guys but you know budget budget okay when when you decide you're gonna grow you gotta have a budget how much you're gonna spend my personal recommendation would be it's not a script shut up Shut up, Mad Hatter. It's not a script. This is not a script. It's it's an outline. <laughs> it's just just two organized thoughts. Okay, this is not a script. Um, but so the, <laughs> I'm not a, calling me a sellout now. Jeez, man, I got a harsh harsh crowds out there, guys. Harsh That's crowds. <laughs> but so how dare you do show work before the, the show? <laughs> I know. How dare I think about my, what I want to say? Courtesy of Mac. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love I love our community so, so much. much. I really do. This is no. This shut shut up, guys. Not scripted. <laughs> but like in any case, you want you want um fifty percent. I would say of your your budget, okay? 50 to 60% of your budget, you're gonna want to spend on lighting right off the bat, okay? And I don't even think I got to mention my kind of like guideline for budget. We've talked about it on a previous show. Two to three times your monthly cannabis, you know, expenses, wherever you're buying it, at the dispo or from, from your dealer, multiply your monthly budget for the weed by two or three and that's your grow budget okay it's it's going to put you out there to start but you will get your return on investment immediately after you get your first successful harvest so like right off the bat you know you you got you spend 200 bucks 
at the at the dispo. Multiply that by three, two and a half. You got five hundred bucks, right? Six hundred bucks. That's gonna get you set. Like if you know that's you're not smoking that much, right? If your budget's only two hundred a month, that's what a quarter a week. You're not smoking that much, like. Get a little, a little two by two tent, like that sort of thing. So it's all relative to your usage. Is kind of my point, guys. Um, yeah, I don't know. Do, do you guys have maybe any any? Well, I usually like to. I usually like to. And because when you break it down like that, it, I think it overcomplicates things for people. Um, I mean, you have two common, really tent sizes for for beginners. Maybe three. You know, you have a two by two, four by four, two by four. And I always would say, like, can you hear me? Yep. Okay. Um, Like, I mean, realistically, a 4x4 is going to cost you about $1,000 to set up with lighting, um, you know, ventilation, and dehumidifier, which you're probably going to need. And at the end of the day, that's not that much money. Even if you fuck things up, you should still be able to pull $1,000 worth of herb out of there. You know, in a four by four. Oh, yeah. See, I would so. say even like a four by four, man. I would say your budget's gotta be like twelve, fourteen hundred bucks. I recently put together some 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 pretty decent tents for right around a thousand bucks. Okay. Um, all right. Four all right. Four. You can do it. I mean, so are you? But yeah, in- yeah. All you always want to plan on more. Like if you plan on a little bit more and then it comes in under, well, then you're in the green already. And now you're, you know, now you can take maybe a little bit of that money and go buy some herb to hold you by till, you know, you harvest in 90 days or whatever. Word. Word. Um, Now, are you using like 50% of that budget then on lighting? Generally speaking, no. Um, I, I found some really good budget lighting that works great. Um, that you don't have to spend a whole lot of money on. Like a 4x4, four four, I can fill a 4x4 four four with lighting for less than $300. Yeah? Yep. All right, you, you're going to have to break this down, man. I'm like, how how much light, how many watts per square foot? Like, so yeah, those, light? Th- these guys don't sponsor me, but they did send me a shitload of lights to try, and I and I like right. them. They, they work good. Yeah. So um, Bloom Plus... 2500 they're a 250 watt light you can get them on their ebay page for like 110 bucks um it it, uh, with a four by four for 330 bucks you have you know 750 watts of lighting that's gonna fucking rocket right out of the park no shit all right um are they are they quantum boards are they um yeah they're samsung diodes um and they just work you know like i i've been saying overthink these these lights 99% of every company even the US ones are just buying their boards from China and and assembling them here and selling them to you um, and I I haven't had like I've had one problem with with all my LED lights in the five or six years I've been using modern LED fixtures and it was an HLG believe it or not and they, they were good and they sent me out the part right away I haven't had zero issues if you take care of them um, one, I'm a big component of removing the drivers, um, and having them outside the tent. That's going to keep the driver lasting longer. It's going to keep the fixture lasting longer and you're going to get less heat to deal with. If you do things like that and you take care of them, I think they can last a long time. 
and you don't whack them and shit. You know, I've seen people do that. Like they'll be in their tent with a broom and smash. You know, then next thing you know, you got a couple diodes out. Yeah. Yeah. The AC Infinity, the S44 is only, I think it's $400. How many watts it's is not that? Much more. Um, I'll tell you. If this hmm. thing is bright, I had to turn it way down and put it all the way at the top of my tent. And, and that's for a 4x4? Four four? Or if it's supposed to be for a 4x4. Four four. LM301Bs. I'm trying to find out what the what. Word. I mean, I guess I guess the the cost has been coming down pretty gradually. And well, because everybody's using bar fixtures, and bar fixtures are great, but they don't penetrate as well as the quantum yeah. boards. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, Agreed. But Agreed. the spread on them is amazing, right? So it all depends on what you want. Like, I think that like those those bar style fixtures are more suited for like you know, rack system growing, like you see in commercial facilities. I think for the home grower, I, I personally, I still prefer the, the quantum boards. And people say they run hot. They do run hot. They do run a, a little bit hotter than your style, your bar fixture. But doesn't, I don't know, doesn't bother me. I mean, so you, you can get a cheap, uh, like, high-quality light on eBay, or Amazon. I mean, we got to, you know, watch out for the marketing lang language, like understand yeah. a little bit about like the numbers, what you actually are looking for, like understand, you know, uh, PPFD, um, like true, like how, how efficient is this light? How much light is it putting off? Not just, you know, wattage and like equivalencies and all this this mumbo jumbo that they talk about. No, look for a fixtures using Samsung diodes. And if they're not yeah. using Samsung diodes, just look for one with Samsung diodes. There's so many of them out there. Um, there that's, are. Osram makes a decent chip. Um, there are Cobb fixtures out there. But I mean, just for simplicity's sake, um, I'm, you know, I hate telling people to follow the herd, but follow the herd on this one. Get Just get the Samsung chip. You aren't wrong, okay? Because here's an issue that I've kind of been, I mean, I'm dealing with it a little bit myself, um, is that lighting companies don't last forever, okay? They, they come and they go, actually, and the market is pretty fucking ruthless out there for LED fixtures. And like, you know, you want to like do, uh, you want to, you want to be, uh, a cool guy and support the american uh veteran-owned company that uh suddenly like goes out of fucking business one day and like doesn't honor a warranty anymore a <laughs> budget led but um like i you know hey listen it's i'm just kind of like on my own now and so is everyone else that bought one of these lights you um, know what something dude now when i think about time it that's happened Look how they handled the customer service issue with like just like the whole coupon code thing and stuff like that. It makes sense why they're out of fucking business. It was just a cash grab for him, you know. I mean, I don't, I can't believe that that's what it was. I really have to, like, I really have to believe it's just like market pressure in a sense. But like, it, what I'm trying, I mean, I don't want to like point it. I'm not here to point fingers, blame, play the blame game. Okay, like shit didn't work out. It's unfortunate, and like, it's especially for, of course, the people who own the company, as well as the customers who invested good hard-earned money into their lights, and now are kind of shit out of luck if something were to happen. So, like, my advice 
to you in that sense is like, yeah, look for a company with a good warranty, but also think about like a company can't honor a warranty if they're if they don't exist. It's as simple as that. Mm-hmm. Like it, it doesn't mean shit. Like so, you know, yeah, follow the herd might be a good piece of advice. If a lot of people are buying fixtures from these companies like Mars Hydro, Spider Farmer, Bloom Plus right now, like I mean, that's where the market's headed, guys. Um I I have decent enough ex- customer service experience with them that like I have no problem suggesting you just go out and buy yourself a Mars Hydro light. They have plenty of options for you. Use code MADHATA3. Yeah, right, for real. But for real though, and and um like they're going to do you just fine. There's nothing wrong with them. Like you know, you you're just not going to have like the the Gucci, you know, top tier you know, brand name type shit. It's just, it's, it's, it's good. It's good is what it is. Yeah, it works. It'll grow good herb. If you want to spend more money, there's better lights out there. But I just, I don't feel the need, especially with, you know, people's beginner setups. Yeah, um, for a beginner, man, that's what I'm saying. Like for a beginner, just go Mars Hydro. Like there's nothing wrong with them and you will be able to use those lights as your setup progresses too. That's, you know, that's, you, you can daisy chain them together. Like you, you can just, they're very good. If not like at this point, excellent lights for the money. And like, you can, you can grow with them and they will allow you to build your setup kind of around them too. They're not going to be obsolete. That's my point, I guess. Um, but yeah, I don't know what G3 you, you're, um, you mentioned AC Infinity, and they have a lot of cool options now, too. They certainly do. I mean, all sorts of different sizes, and they've got the ion boards and the ion grids and all sorts of cool stuff. So, yeah, check sure. it out. They were my second. I've had three different brands of lights, and I like AC Infinity. They're super reliable. They are. Um, I feel like I they'll be... I did notice, and now when I first got like the beta tested ion grids they did have leaky timers um but we let them know and they fixed them and now they're perfect um word can't can't complain about that hey this is wrong okay we fixed it no worries (laughs) i feel like they're a company that will will be around you know we'll pass the the test of time well they've been around for a long fucking time way before they started getting into grow equipment Exactly. I mean, I've, I've had some of their, like, you know, audio fan equipment for dating back 20 years. It still works. So. They'll be around yep. for a while. 100%. Um, and their they're. Is great. And they're an American company. So, like, yep. if, you, if you need to still do that thing, then there's an option for you. You know, there's also HLG. There's a lot of good lighting brands out there that have been around a while. And, like. Just just go for a reputable brand with good customer service because the odds are, guys, like you're gonna have issues with them at, at some point. Like these things don't last forever. And don't forget so, to use code cultivation. Yes. Save Thank yourself you. some money. Really. Say it again. Cultivation. <laughs> use it, AC Infinity. Save some money. Buy some nice beans with it. <laughs> There you go. There you go. That's hey, what a segue that was because my next 
topic in the, you know, as a beginner, what you want to be thinking about as you start your setup sort of thing is genetics, of course. Um, Wish.com. That's where you get them. Say it again. Wish.com. You just go, they sell hundreds for like $5. <laughs> that's where I get all my shit. Wait, that's not, that's not where you no, guys get it? No, no, no. Oh. Different, different, different. I'm just fucking kidding. Different genetic. I heard that from somebody, dude. Not, no kidding. No bullshit. When I tried to sell them, not sell them, but steer them into the right direction of genetics, they come back with, you know, dude, I... You got like a thousand seeds on Wish for like seven dollars. What? What is Wish dot com? I'm not you never heard like, of. It's like oh the ghetto God. eBay. It's like they call it Wish because you place an order and you wish that you got what you ordered. <laughs> it, it's a fucking joke. It takes forever to get to you. It's like really crazy quality. They have some insane yeah, right. stuff on there. I mean, that's yeah. like I haven't even like come across that shit, man. Like that's that's wild. But like. Don't, guys, guys, how many times do I have to tell you? You must grow the superior genetics. There is no use in growing inferior genetics. It's just that they only, they only get up to the potential of, of the, what's in the seed itself, guys. That's, it's as simple as it gets, you know? You can do as good of a job as them, on them as a grower, but, like, you can only... Grow what's in the seed itself. So think about what genetics you want. That's one of the big advantages of of growing your own, like we said. And, I mean, find a source for them, um, a reputable source. And that's not always the easiest thing to do as a new grower. You know, like, where do I, where do I buy my beans? I was told to. I was told that I could find some some cannabis beans on ILGM.com. Um, it's like, guys, yeah, you you can, but like, I don't, you know. Look a little deeper is my advice to you. A That's little bit said. under the surface. <laughs> it's Sorry. really easy to get Mephistos now. Really easy. It is. It is. Absolutely is very easy. Mm -hmm. No excuses. How do you be, how do you get Mephisto? Yeah, what's, oh, well, I mean, if you don't do want to like have the fun rush of of Meth Mondays, they <laughs> have them at a ton of different seed banks now. Um, I think, let's say, I mean, Multiverse Beans have some yeah. Hembra. I, yeah, I've heard Multiverse it. mentioned quite a few times for for them yeah. to they have their beans in stock. Mm -hmm. So lots of different places mm -hmm, carry them. Mm -hmm. You can get international shipping. You know, they have a, I mean, variety of different strains, guys. There is literally no excuse to be growing inferior genetics anymore. And, and I believe me, okay, that is a very subjective term. I understand this. What is superior to you may not be superior to me. Okay, that we can agree to disagree. I just want you to grow something that you're excited about growing. You know what I mean? That's that's the bottom line. You don't have to pay a lot of money. Some people think that they have to pay a lot of money to get, you know, really good seeds and, and you you really don't. Um yeah, I mean if you spend big money on certain brands, you're gonna get good shit, but you don't have to spend big money. There's you, you know 
just the people that have been on the show, for instance, you know, like we have Joint, we have Big Green Guy, Al Brihe, you know, Brothers and Farms. Um, and I know I'm probably forgetting somebody else, you know, like Outcast. We haven't had him on yet, but he's coming. Um, yeah. Yeah. What's you, up, like, buddy? you know, you know, reasonably priced genetics, right? And then if you want to spend big money, there are other big name breeders out there where you can get good shit. You just got to, that's if you want to. So, um, we're not telling you you got to spend big fucking dough, but yeah. I mean, look, at the end of the day, if you're getting shit genetics and you spent all this money on the equipment, you're going to have a bad fucking time. There's a, there's a lot of people that still don't believe in the genetics, but those are the same people that will spend like three grand on a puppy, right? So, like, yeah, you, you, you've spent $3,000 on that puppy. Why? Because of the genetics, it's pedigree, right? It's the same thing with seeds. People just don't, you know, weeds, weed, you know, like they're the, the older heads, especially, you know, I don't, I don't know. It gets me high. I don't, they don't even want to know what, what strain it is or flavor for fucking whatever, for God's sake. You know, um, it's like, yeah. I'm sorry. What, yeah, what are you saying, ahead. G3? I, like, I, and I believe me, like, Weed doesn't have to have a name, you know, like it, it doesn't need to be uh, something you buy from like a breeder to even be like genetics worth your time. It's just like sometimes you get these these guys that have just been like, you know, hanging on to a, a couple seeds from like 1986. It's like th those are the ones worth growing a lot of times, too. I mean, um yeah, yeah, like if you know you got some fire right here, like, oh, I smoked this stuff, I really, really liked it, I was yeah. able to acquire these seeds, then, then go for it, that's your goal. But don't just buy shit randomly, you know, uh, to try to save money. Is there potential, really? Like, if you know where their genetics are coming from, and you know they're really clean and stable, you're just giving yourself so much more potential to succeed. It just makes it easier. Make it easy right. on yourself. Agree. Set yourself up for success. Uh, Agree. I mean, dude, you want to know the honest truth here is we're never going to get through this fucking <laughs> this stupid no. outline I made here, right? <laughs> I I agree you with everything it. you guys are saying. Um, it's so there, there's a little bit of a like in the genetics conversation. All right, like what are what are as a beginner, what are you going to do? Seeds or clones? Right, I. I would always advise beginner go with seeds, okay? Like there's a lot of value in learning how to germinate, uh, that whole process, as well as um, the a couple advantages you get from seeds is that you're not going to bring any unwanted diseases or pests into your grow from, you know, someone else's clones or something like that. Um, but yeah, yeah, I mean, there's also disadvantages in growing seeds over clones too. I don't know. There's arguments that can be made for both sides, sure. really. Um, seeds usually have a little bit more vigor, so it's, you know, um, and then two, obviously, a lot of beginners like to go with autos. You're not going to get clones of autos, so you got to go from seed there. Um, True. That's a whole, you know, other, that, exactly, that, w what a great segue. So <laughs> if you choose, you want to grow with seeds, then it's like, all right. 
there, there's so many different types. Like, where do you even start? There's, there's regular seeds. There's feminized seeds. There's photo periods. There's auto flowers. Then, the, then there's all the different strains. You know, including the like narrow leaf and the broad leaf varieties and all the different terpenes and and different effects that you're going to be reading about. It's like it can be overwhelming. Um, yeah. I, I mean, what as a beginner. Just, you know, I think doing a little bit of homework in that sense, understanding like the terminology is going to go a long way and help you out tremendously. I mean, so it can always be someone's first show, guys. You know, we're trying to, to talk to the beginners out there. I'm, I'm just going to lay it down. Like a regular seed is a seed that can be either sex, okay, either male or female when, when popped. I mean, that's, that's a whole, you know, we, we're, we can go down that route in, in talking about growing cannabis. I, I don't know what the actual term is botanically where like plants can be male or female, but like, yeah, that's there's kind sex. of a, a thing. Um, yeah, there, exactly. But there's an actual term like a plant that, because there are some plants that don't do that and they can just reproduce mm -hmm. on their own. I don't know the actual, the actual yeah, term. Neither do I. Um, Carry on, sir. <laughs> exactly. So, like, you're going to have um, regular seeds can be either male or female. You know, then, then you're going to have feminized seeds, which are strictly female. And when you grow cannabis, I mean, I, I hope that you know you want to grow the female version of the plant, right? The, the sensimilia, the non-seeded female flower of the plant is the actual product that you smoke and enjoy right um correct so it it takes a little bit of like yeah okay so in the chat cots growery thank you it's dioecious is is the i believe the word and how it's pronounced um and it's yeah that's that's a plant that can be either male or female um so it, it takes a little bit of getting to that point, though, where, like, you only have the female flowers that are not seeded, right, from regular seeds. There, there's a little bit of, like, finessing and, and work on your end as the grower to get to that point, including sexing the plants, removing the males, you know. Uh, we're not even talking about autos yet, so you're going to be flipping the females then. It's like... I really just think, I'm, I mean, Captain fucking Autoflower, deal, like, if you're a beginner, go with the Femme Autos. Don't even think about any of this stuff to start with. Just a personal opinion. You may think otherwise, but, like, if, as, if you're a beginner getting into these things and learning these terms, Feminized Autoflower is the seed variety that you should be looking for. Agreed. I'd have to agree with you at this point yeah, with, with how stable autogenetics are at this point. They really don't, they're not as finicky as they used to be. They don't like, hopefully don't harm out of the blue like they used to. Um, they're a lot more stable at this point. So they can handle a newbie kind of getting their feet wet with them. So yeah, I would have to agree. 
And the best thing with that is my problem when I first grew a photo period was that I had no idea what the stretch was like. And experiencing mm. a, a cannabis plant stretching for the first time is sometimes alarming. <laughs> they get real big real fast. So growing an auto first and seeing, oh, this is how big it is now, and then watching it stretch and watching how big it gets through that stretch really prepares you um, with control with a photo period, knowing how big you want it to be when you flip it. Otherwise, you're drowning in plants. That's, but I see it. I also would push back a little bit on that just because, like, a new grower isn't going to know about how much these plants stretch and may tend to over veg a photo period. Well, like, that's exactly get, what I'm saying. Yeah, right. An auto first. Yeah. Okay, will gotcha, will gotcha, give gotcha. them that information like here this is how that this plant grows on its own this is how much it's stretched and you know it's not going to like hopefully slam into your lights um, well on the other yeah. side of that i mean you have autos that you can't control their size at all and i've seen people get pretty fucking jammed up pretty quickly because they have too many autos um in a tent at least with photos um, if you have the knowledge, knowing that they're generally speaking going to double in size, sometimes more, sometimes less, um, you could flip earlier and still be able to, you know. So there's this argument, like I said, there's arguments to both sides: seeds, clones, are, there are auto right? flowers, photo periods. You have to worry about like light leaks and a little bit more environment with photos. Um, autos go. can be a little bit more mm -hmm. sensitive to overfeeding. Um, so. There, there, a little bit I, of this, a little bit of that. Yeah. Uh, and it, I think ultimately it is a personal, it's a personal decision you got to make that's, that's based largely on your personal like situation at the time. Like what, where, like, what are you going for here? How do you like to smoke your weed? What, you know, I, I don't know. There's a whole number of things guys. And again, there's no right answer to the question. Um, you know, eventually, I would hope you grow all the different types of seeds. They're all worth doing. You know, feminized autoflower, regular autoflower, feminized photo period, regular. They're all worth growing. It's just don't fear the reg seed. <laughs> exactly. It's it's such a great uh, great song by a, a wonderful classic rock band. Uh, it's. But, uh, man, I, you know, it, I think the vast majority of the conversation these days is around autos versus photos. You know, like, what's best for a beginner to start on? And, and that we could literally spend the rest of the episode talking about that. It's just like... Uh, I mean, coming from, from my perspective, I'd say more than 60% of the people I set up end up doing autos. Because I, I give them, I give them all their options and kind of explain everything. Well, if you do autos, this is going to be this. If we do photos, this is you know it's going to be this way. So, um, yeah, I mean, there's fucking pros and cons to everything, and the majority of the people I set up, not by much, but the majority of of new growers that I set up do go with autos. It's interesting, actually. Like I w wouldn't have guessed that, to be honest. Um, well, it's, it's, I think it's an easier entry point for people. You only need one tent 
Um, I mean, you can do photos in one tent as well, but obviously it'd be a little bit more productive with, with two. But yeah, uh, you don't need to worry about light leaks. You don't need to worry about, you know, timers or whatever. You know, you can kind of just go willing. I I have people that like, no, I don't want to, I don't want a light controller or a timer. I'll just leave it on 24 hours a day. And plenty of people grow fire or first time, 24 hours a day. Just I, I just leave it on the whole time. Okay. It I do works. not personally I recommend I, that, by the way. I think you should the rest. I do not yeah. personally recommend that. I think no, I always, I always recommend a 20 and 4. And, I, and I've done the test with 18 and 6 and haven't noticed much difference. So at the end of the day, if you could save a little bit of power, uh, 18 now, 6 probably wouldn't, wouldn't be a bad idea. Uh, I agree with you guys, and I am a, a, a dark period for my autos kind of guy as well. And I personally use a 20 on, 4 off cycle um but i heard a very valid point from uh, a guy in our discord today atomic hijinks what's up shout out bud he's a great grower um and he he mentioned that like he doesn't use a dark period because the environment changes significantly when the, the lights go out and he has a very hard time uh, managing humidity and temperature and stuff like that. And he, he likes a nice, consistent environment all throughout. Well, I know the boys over at Mephisto don't. They go 24 hours on. Yep. yep. 100%. And that's uh, like one of the, uh, like if, you're, if we're going to put a check mark in the advantages for auto flowers category, you know, I, that's right there. You, you know, I think you mentioned it earlier, Monsta, like, you don't need to think about as many environmental concerns with autos as you do with photos. And, like, light leaks being one of them, um, you know, timers being another. Um, you, you can, as I've mentioned many times, literally just hang lights from a fucking ceiling in a spare room in your house or a closet and get a couple fans and put some plants underneath it. Like, that's fine. They will grow. They will. They will. And, and you can probably even harvest from that. Like, it's going to get get very unwieldy at some point. I guarantee, like, you're going to want to upgrade from that setup. But, like, if you were, like, G3 and you popped a couple seeds and you're like, oh, shit, what do I do now? I mean... I hope they were feminized autos because, like, you know, then you can just put them underneath a light in your closet is kind of what I'm saying. Um, Not but, the light in your closet. You have to get a light <laughs> yes, specifically yes. designed for growing. Just want to make sure we're Correct. clear on that. Because Captain Correct. told me to just put it in my closet. It's not growing. Yeah, yeah just, just pull the string on the light hanging in your closet, put a couple plants underneath, and then, like, uh, yeah, find me on Discord when it doesn't work out. No. Again, guys, like there's specific grow lights. You need, you know, that's that's a whole. I should. I hope you did a little bit of the legwork, and like did a did teeny weeny little bit of homework before you got to this point, and you you know that there's like, you know, it's not as hard as it used to be either. There's it's very accessible. You just go on go on Amazon, eBay, search for grow light, full spectrum LED grow one. light. Yes. Yeah, full, light. full spectrum, guys. Full spectrum. Full spectrum, okay? Um, you know, I, I think, yeah, like, 
autos for me, that's what I went with. That's what I would advise any noob to go with. But there's certainly like disadvantages to them too. Um, I think Monster mentioned it um, kind of right off the bat, which is like you can't control the veg period. You know, they're they're going into flower on their own. Like they make their own decision with with or without you. You know. Well, in some ways, with with you, if you stress them too much, they'll flower. That's true. <laughs> yeah, they'll get you involved then. <laughs> they'll make you involved, right? Mm -hmm. Um, but like you know, primarily an auto just just does it. It does its thing. It's on its own timer from the the moment you get that seed wet. Doesn't matter what environmental conditions you got going on or like nu nutritional deficiencies that you're fighting against. I mean, pest infestations that you got. Like it's just. You really, really, really have to be on point, um, you know, with with your growing. However, I think it's pretty easy to do that as a new, even as a new grower these days. Okay, like we mentioned, you're not bringing in any pests with a seed. Okay, like you you got a brand new setup, brand new tent, soil bag, you know, bought from a garden center. You're not gonna have pests. Okay, like, and it's something you want to think about. Like, IPM is definitely something you want to start thinking about. But, like, if you're growing fem autos from seed, guys, like, the worst you're going to see is, is fungus gnats for a couple runs. Like, it's not, like, you're not going to, unless you're tracking in pests from outside or other people's grows or like really like there's a little like minimum opsec you got to do here like take a shower for fuck's sake after you you come home from like walking around in a park i don't know but like your ipm is extremely important i'm not telling you guys to ignore this part of your grow at all but what i am saying is that like by growing feminized autoflowers you can kind of ignore it for a little bit. Kind of. Envi it's environment-based. I've seen some people, like, with garage grows get fucking spider mites, you know, their first run. You know, not mm -hmm. doing anything. Yeah, like, especially, I don't know, you know, it's it's location varies, too. So, okay. Um, I think a lot of it is just making, like, you know, if you're outside, like, sp spider mites, they're not just cannabis predators. They love all plants, generally speaking. So if they're outside, everybody has spider mites just about outside their home on something, all right? And if you bring them into your nice, warm, climate-controlled grow room, they're going to thrive. It's about management. People think you can eliminate these things. You generally can't. Any pest. You're, you're managing them, okay? Yeah. And, and it's Part of the it, acronym. Exactly. Integrated Pest Management. Yeah, it's not it's not called total pest death. Annihilation. Like <laughs> absolute insect annihilation. It's that's not the acronym here. It's 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 pest management and and you're in, integrating it into what should become a regular part of your growing, you know, practices like you you should get to that point. It's just if you choose to go with the feminized autoflowers and you grow indoors and, you know, up in a, a room that has closed windows, like, guys, it's like you're not getting spider mites, okay? Like, really, it's uh, unless 
you track them in or if someone brings them in or you let your pests or your pets up in your grow room um you know again like i'm don't quote me on that but like for the vast majority of people guys like you know um there's always exceptions to the rule but i think if you like you know that's again for me that's that's part of the whole that's part of the whole femme auto experience you know you just, you can focus on the basics as a new grower things like how much do i water when do i water you know you you can look for things like g3 mentioned as in in terms of like plant morphology and how these things want to grow uh the life cycles that they go through and in, in you know seedling veg stretch flower like you get to witness all this stuff just happen on its own there's no input from you and 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 you get to just hone your hand watering practice your you know environmental control practice which is i mean shit that's that might be the hardest thing as a new grower everyone always oh, says man. It's, it's that watering. one that one pisses me off. I think it's the easiest thing. It really is. What, environmental control? No. Well, yeah, really. I mean, look, with an AC Infinity fan, you set your temperature and forget it. It's like a fucking Ron Popeye oven. All right? Yeah, but no one uses their fucking AC Infinity fan. For, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, but um, you're right. You're right. But, like, at the same time, it's a, it can be a little complicated, man, because... For a beginner, I don't think I don't think beginners are quite uh, comprehending the airflow, like the ins and the outs that take place in a grow, right? Mm -hmm. And that's what it's all about when you're talking about environmental control, like you know. It, it, so maybe maybe you could break it down, like for you know for a total noob, dude. What? How do you have to set up the ins and the outs? Uh, well, to get it, easy it, it, again, it, it varies by location. There's like, that's why, like, when I talk about these things with people over the phone, I'm like, listen, I got to see your spot before I can tell you how we're going to do this type of thing. I agree. But let's uh, say, let's say we're talking about for like, you know, someone starts off in a tent, they buy like, you know, the vast majority of people I feel like are going to have a, a home they grow in. They're going to want to set up a tent in a room in a closet. Yeah that whole thing like there let's just go with that route like all right well they, generally, they want to control it generally speaking you're gonna have to get that air out of that room not always depending on the room size but you know i always aim to get it out of the room because if you're ex exhausting that air into the room well guess where the air is coming back in it's literally you're literally shoveling shit against the tide so um try to get that air out of the room I look to do it through a window. Um, sometimes a dryer vent kit. Um, there's lots of different ways to do it. You can do it stealth and, and still uh, have it look professional. Of course, if you're shooting the air out, then you're going to want to carbon scrub it, right? Well, uh, that's a great idea. People often use those incorrectly, though, and it's really not incorrect. I should, I should you know, reword that. It's not, it's not the right way, though. I see people push air through carbon filters. The air should be intaked through the carbon filter. That way there, every inch of air is getting scrubbed through the filter before it hits your ductwork. 
which is going to eliminate any issues you have that way. And then for as, as far as air intake goes, if you're getting the air out, that hot air, hot, steamy, moist air out, usually you're just, whatever room you're in is more than adequate enough to intake some, some fresh air. So it's pretty, pretty simple that way, I think. I've seen people shoot their hot air to a return vent on, um, you know, central air. There's, there's lots of different ways you can do it. I've seen people, like you have those floor vents, like the old style heating. I've seen people shoot it down there. Um, you can, you can get creative. If you want to air condition enough, you can keep it in the, in the room. Um, you know, if you, if you have enough air conditioning and dehumidification, you can exhaust right back into the room. It's going to cost you a little bit more. Right. So, I mean, that's what I do. That's what I, yeah. I'm, like, I think, you know, I think it's a little confusing too. Cause like, like we're t you're talking about a room. I'm talking about a tent. Okay. I'm talking like, about a tent within a room. Generally speaking, that's how people start. Yeah. You have a, you have a tent, right. And then you have exhaust. You got to exactly. shoot that exhaust somewhere. So if you're shooting it into the room that it's in, you're definitely going to need some air conditioning in that room. Um, unless it's the winter. 100%. Right. Now, like, are you, like, so we're talking about when you have a tent in a room, your objective is to control the environment in the room and then to intake that air into the tent. That's at least how I think about it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, yeah. it's... If, if, you know, if that room is super hot, like... Sealed, right? If if the room that the tent is in is really hot, well, guess what? The tent's going to be even hotter because it has yeah. the the lights on the inside. So with LEDs, you want to be running around 83, 84 degrees. Um, maybe a little bit lower in, in flower. So if you if, if your room temp is like 72, 73, you should be able to achieve that, no problem, even exhausting into the room. You can't, well, because your grow is going to produce heat and humidity on its yep. own. Like your lights, your plants are going to produce heat and humidity. So, like, primarily when you have a tent or a little closet or whatever that you're, you're growing in, you're, you're, you're concerned about exhausting heat and humidity to, to achieve your ideal environment, environmental parameters. And if you're, if you're doing it in a tent in a room, like you're intaking the air from that room. That is why it's called a lung room, right? Cause it's like, it's the space that your tent is breathing from essentially. At, at least that's how I understand it. No, so you like, basically got it. Yeah. Right. So like you, you want to control your lung room, not so much your tent. Okay. And, and then you set up the parameters on your like exhaust fan, your passive intake all one and the same to bring in that air to like you know bring when, when the temperature gets too high the humidity gets too high it's bringing in typically air that's going to be cooler and less humid there are exceptions to this rule guys like i don't you know if you grow in the high desert of nevada i mean in the winter i have no no idea what the fuck your your weather conditions are like I'm just, you know, I'm using my own experience here as, as kind of like a guideline. But like, what's not going to change is the fact, the fact that your grow produces heat and humidity, right? It doesn't matter where you grow, it, that's going to be the same. 
So just understand that and use the environment around your grow to adjust to it. Now, and like for me, I have to incorporate a dehumidifier as well as an air conditioning unit, um, at least for like the warm months of the year, you know? It's a necessity for me. Otherwise, I'm going to be growing in an attic that's way too hot and humid to be controlling the environment in that tent. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's not going to work. No, so, got to condition the room. Control of your ambient gives you control of the environment inside your tent. Without control of your ambient, your, the inside of your tent's going to be all over the place. So environmental control is not just the inside; it's outside stuff too. Yep. That's a hundred. That, that's kind of how I I look at it. it. It's like you control the environment in your tent just by virtue of controlling your lung room correctly. And setting your fucking exhaust fan parameters correctly. Like, how, how many times do I have to tell you? No, it's a little bit harder than it, than it seems. But, like, it's just about hitting those maximum thresholds on heat and humidity. But, um, you know, I think it's just confusing. That At least for me, as a new grower, I remember, like, trying to understand, you know, where am I bringing that air in from then like am i allowed to like in in the winter time am i allowed to open a window and bring in that cool air that cool and less humid air at least that where i live that's the case you know you you can sometimes though it'll, it'll give you a lot of moisture when it hits the hot tent Okay. Well, I mean that again, like, and I, I do that actually, like I, in the winter time, I'll, I will bring in cooler air from the outside. Into um, your ambient, into your lung room. Yep. Yep. Yeah, but not I directly only... into your tent. Yeah, <laughs> Please don't yeah, exactly. pipe really cold air directly into yeah. your tent. No, no, no. But I'll bring <laughs> no, You're talking about just like pop popping a window basically, right? Or with yeah. a fan or something. Yeah. 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 Overnight, like in like um like a November night, you know, like where it gets down to like low fifties or something, or like forties. The biggest, or... the biggest reason I always advocate to get the air out of the room instead of trying to condition the room itself is really two reasons. One, it's expensive to condition a whole room for for the the tent, and two, um, even conditioning it, you're pumping moist, warm air into the room, just asking for issues eventually. Um, mold, you know, pathogens, stuff like that. Um, not bringing so, yeah. in fresh air. You're not bringing in fresh carbon dioxide for your plants. You know, if it's going to use everything in there, you can't use the same air over and over again. Just like we don't like breathing the same air over and over again. Yeah, it's always good to get some some air in there. That that was one of the things we were thinking about when you were having issues was the um, CO two, but it was obviously yeah. the f fucking t dimmer on the light. <laughs> yeah, it was the light, but unreal like, plants. Like that's the reason why you need a constant exchange of air too, is because the plants will use up the CO two that's in that air. Um, 
you know, as well as controlling the heat and humidity, it, it provides a constant source of carbon dioxide too. Um, so yeah, there, you know, you have to, you have to learn to control the environment. And for me, I mean, that's, I, I think that's honestly one of the heart that I will say that is the hardest thing to learn as a new grower. You heard it here first. Everyone else will tell you it's watering. No, I tell you it's learning to adapt to your own environment and control, you know, your lung room properly to acclimatize your tent the right way. I think that's, and it takes, it can take a, a full year at least to, for you to experience every season in, in the environment that you grow in too, because it's, that shit's going to change from season to season. Yeah. So just when you think you have it figured out as a new grower, guess what? Season changes. True. So it's like, it, it takes a full year, honestly, to learn how to control your environment. It's going to take you way less well, time to learn how to water. If you get the air out completely, you don't have to worry about it as much. It's really not as hard. You set your AC Infinity fan to the temperature you want to achieve. It's always going to give you that temperature because it's shooting the, the hot air out. Now, when the lights go off, it's a different story, right? Right? Because now yeah. you have to worry about whether or not it gets too cold or too hot. But I always advocate, if you can, getting the air out because it eliminates a lot of the environmental factors you have to deal with. It's not always necessary, especially if you live in prohibition land, right? Or you have other circumstances where we were talking about like people that grow in an apartment. Um, you know, you can't be shooting it out. In that case, you're probably going to want air condition. Um, but yeah, that's my uh, two cents on it. All part of the, you know, the reason my setup is the way it is, you know, it's all an individual like where where do you live what's your life situation kind of thing everyone's answer is going to be different everybody's like, needs are going to vary exactly um but as far as environment goes guys you know the easiest way i can i can break it down for you is that you know vpd is the easiest way to to look at it um it's a ratio of the temperature combined with humidity like those two parameters are are always working in concert with one another to allow the plant to transpire properly and that that means the plant is like drinking and I don't know, for lack of better way to, uh, lack of a better analogy, it's like drinking water and pissing it out as a human. That's, that's what your plant's doing when it's transpiring. It's bringing up the water in its roots from the soil. I, it's know. sweating it out like, like, yeah. like, like we do when we transpire. That, Think about it like that. <laughs> it's a way better analogy, actually. Way better analogy. Plants don't piss, they sweat. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> You got me on that one, sir. <laughs> but that's it, it, uh, like it's you know they bring up the new the water, the nutrients are in the water, everything goes to work in the plant, and then they sweat it out. Boom, because like you know photosynthesis is hard fucking work. That's the thing. They're like they're out in the sun, you know, doing their thing, like working hard. They perspire, 
Well, we have, we perspire, they transpire. So it, it's so just a different type of uh, uh, of piring, I guess. I was waiting for you to say that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they, it's uh, like yeah, very very similar guys, and it's um the if you as a human were to exert yourself physically let's say you ran a 5k a 10k you just go out there in like 90 degrees heat 90 degrees humidity and you try to run a 5k it's gonna be a lot more taxing on your body and all of your systems really like not from your your respiratory system to i mean literally every system in your body will be taxed way more hard than if you were to run that 10k in like a 60 degrees and 40 percent humidity climate you know it's just it, it's vpd vapor VPD. pressure deficit yep like you said it just corresponds that the humidity and temperature have a relationship um however though i I do uh, want to advise people not to go crazy trying to get achieve these these numbers. It's a guideline for you, right? And that's your your you know your guideline. You don't have to like have it specific because the other thing too is you can have those numbers out of whack, right? And still have the VPD on online. What do you mean by that? Like you can have like the number, right? The whatever, one point, whatever, two point, whatever, right? You can still achieve those numbers with different parameters. So you could have like a hundred degrees and yeah, whatever yeah, yeah, humidity, yeah. and and still have. So um, I got you. I got you. So it's it, yeah. there's like there's like if you look at a, the chart, every like you know the the vertical axis is like your humidity numbers or temperature mm -hmm. numbers. Horizontal axis is opposite yeah. parameter you know so and, and you can match them up like each each temperature has a corresponding perfect humidity range to make your vpd in that like goldilocks zone of like and the one, other thing too is there are some plants that aren't going to be happy in that goldilocks zone um right so for 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 me personally i i've found a temperature and humidity that works pretty consistently throughout the whole cycle um, until the end of flower, and I run like 83, 84 degrees, 62, 63% humidity. It just seems to work really well for me. Each plant does just fine in that temp and environment, and I can carry on. And I'll, and I'll run that humidity all the way up until the end of flower, and then I'll usually back down to like 30, 40%, drop the temps down to, you know, mid-70s, you know, high 60s at night. But I, I like to just keep it easy and consistent for me. Bam. Like that way that I know that's the number I want to hit. And I can work with that every time. And in some cultivars, some strains aren't going to like that. Then maybe we have to adjust. But in my experience, they've all seemed to do pretty well in that, those parameters. I'll agree with that. Um, you know, 82, 83, even up to like 85, 86, guys. Is fine with LED with LEDs, yeah, with LED yep. lights. Mm -hmm. um, yep. Actually, it's in, encouraged. I encourage you to run a warm tent with LEDs. It's it's way better, actually. Um, and then, by you know nature of doing so, you're gonna want to run a more humid tent too. Actually, than you might think is even 
you might think it's like dangerously humid in your tent. Yeah, if but, you look at a VPD no. chart, you'd be surprised how high humidity you can run um, mm -hmm. safely. And that corresponds to your temp, right? So those high, high humidity numbers correspond with the high temp. If you're going to be running like 82, 83 in flour, which is you know, like it's, listen, guys, like it's summertime here. Like even with my air conditioning running, it's like that. I'm, that's as low as it's going to get in my tent with fucking 830 watts coming in the five by five. You know what I mean? It, it gets hot. And I'm cooling it off best I can on like 90 degree days. It ain't getting below 82, 83, even in late flower. And yet, if you want to match up your VPD, it's like, wow, shit, looking at the chart, it's like 80, I'm sorry, like 65% humidity, 66, 68% humidity. It's like, wow, you know? Uh, so it, it lets you actually kind of. Knowing that, I feel like is should be easier for you to control your environment. Then knowing that your grow produces heat and humidity, like set your parameters a little higher. You know, don't worry if you're if if you grow it. Like again, and we have to say it's airflow is extremely important. And the okay? swings is what you really want to avoid. Like big, you know, 20, 30 degree swings, 20, 30 percent humidity swings. Yes. That's what you really want to avoid. Consistency is key, really. Yeah. Like, but like I, I think, you know, run your tent hotter and more humid than you think is is right. Probably. You'll save a few few dollars on air conditioning. So. You will. You will, and you will save yourself a little bit of a headache, you know, trying to adjust those environmental parameters just let your tent be hot and humid like it wants to be you know let your tent be who it is yeah don't judge your tent don't try to you know give it counseling let it be who it wants to be it's uh to a certain extent to a certain extent you know but like it, it is really it's it's for me it's the hardest thing guys and it takes a full year to learn in your in individual environment wherever you live and it takes it can take a number of tools it can take a number of tricks like intaking fresh air when when you can you know, closing the room when you have to and using like an environmental control apparat apparati <laughs> apparatuses is is i don't know it's the word but uh guys it's just it's that's all part of the fun of growing, you know? This is, like, look, look and now look where we are. We, we started telling the, the, uh, the, the noobs how fucking easy this hobby is, and now, now I'm going to tell them in the same show that this is a lifelong pursuit that, like, you can always get better at and constantly be learning shit about. That and goes with anything, whether you're fucking digging things. ditches or doing, you know, doing code on a computer. You're, the more you do it, you're going to get better at it. Repetition right. is the mother of skill. Remember so both, both yeah. things can be true. Yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah. All right. All Absolutely. Right. The experience you get as you progress makes it easy and fun, but you don't stop learning. The experience ever. makes you want to learn more and more. get into it more. And like, what was initially, you know, your budget setup that you 
you spent 600 700 bucks on just just to get going becomes way more than you could have ever imagined really quickly i mean shit we all know how this hobby can spiral out of control without warning <laughs> show me a hobby that doesn't my you know my other hobby is right? rc cars and i've you know almost been in divorce court over some of the shit i've you know packages come to the mail every day what's this what's this what's that what's this oh it's for this car for that car what do you mean which car that car you know like it just goes i have a bunch of them so any hobbies any hobby worth doing is uh is because you get passionate about it right and you want yeah. to improve and you want to get more like you get bored with the basic things and you want to upgrade it's the same thing with, with growing you know yeah, it's fun but you don't have to spend a lot of money no i and you know i i don't i hope i didn't like scare anyone out there if there were any new growers you know because like that's the nature of the show guys is like we we tend to get into the nuts and bolts of it and and it's it's so hard like i knew there was no fucking way i'm gonna get no dude we could oh. we could go just keep that shit we can get to it next I, show i know like or, there's, or a, show there's after a lot this. of stuff i'll post it in the discord later you guys can all laugh at it and see like how we we literally got through like 15 percent of <laughs> of the outline that i made just because there's so much to talk about in each little category but at the same time it's so easy to just start doing it there's there's literally like nothing to it you know you you need lights you need water you need soil you need plants right it, it you can make it work i mean people people made this work on their own before the internet and shows like this existed when like all they could do was get like a bag seed from their hippie friend and like you know pop a couple seeds and see what happens you know so it's so think things like i said keep it simple stoner um, right. i, like I would i would gather your information you're gonna get conflicting things from different people right take all that information and you you know with what you've gathered you can decide what is fact and what is bro science based on what you've gathered i mean if you're watching this show you should be intelligent enough to be able to do that because you're watching the best podcast on the fucking planet right now. That's so. right. That's right. Mm -hmm. That's certainly And if you're right. starting, growers love to talk about growing. We love talking uh, about oh, growing. Oh, are you kidding me? Find some people it. you really love their work and, you know, come with your own base knowledge. But, you know, ask them how they grow. Ask them what they grow in. Ask them what nutrients they use. Ask, you know, how they like it, how they got to that point. We'd love to talk about it. Oh, do it. we That's ever. how you learn oh, from man, other even, people's experience. Even this weekend, you know, you figure, you know, take a break from that shit. No. We talked a lot about growing and breeding and <laughs> it's it's our so love. Funny. <laughs> so funny. We were like we just sat around the circle, like smoking weed, talking about how we grow it. Like, I mean it's you know, this is if our you passion. Love, yeah, if you Who love wants to the, talk about anything but this. Right. <laughs> Really? If you if you love smoking weed, right? And who doesn't? Like it's smoking weed's great, right, guys? I mean, shit. I'll take a bong rip to that. Hold on. 
No bong hits for me tonight. Lungs can't handle it. Mm. I fucked myself all up this weekend. Oh, Definitely. Uh, yeah, you did. Oh, I partied hard, man. We're, we're going to get into people are wondering because I, I know there are people that were there. They're, they're like, hey, you guys didn't get into hardly anything. Um, we are going to do a special Patreon po- uh, podcast to kind of get into the nuts and bolts because there was a lot of shit that went on that I really don't want to, you know, put out into the general public. Um, hey, We'll talk about it for the for the Patreons for sure, man. But uh, yeah, there's um, man. Now look, my my mind is drawing a blank. Well, what do you got in that bong? <laughs> what my point was that's exactly that was my point. Um, I'm smoking on the Daytona Five Thousand, and uh, it's it's really stinky, OG sort of weed. Um. I really sure. enjoyed the mango smile you brought down. That was fucking delicious. It was good to smoke that. It's been a while. Um, yeah, right. Wasn't G3 the one who provided you with that? I think that was his. Did you get oh, any of my mango know. yet? Um, oh, for some reason, I, that's I, I, think I don't know. I popped my own. Um, yeah, I think I, I popped my own seed from that one. But I mean, she oh, she me. was part of like she was part of it in the sense that. I wouldn't have grown Mango Smile again if we didn't have the grow along, you know? But um, yep. it just And uh, made... shout out to uh, Sacrificial Waffle. He actually brought me some beans of that and a few Ooh. other beans as well. Yeah, nice. it was cool. Yeah, that was awesome, man. You, got, you know, I wasn't expecting any gifts or anything. And then Mac brought, you know, that uh, sign I showed off earlier. That was cool. <laughs> it was very, very fitting. <clears throat> yeah, Mac brought me a cool sign, too. You got to join the Discord to come... Uh, Come see what that one was, but it's 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 worth joining, guys. Very very funny. Um, so just no the I'm seeing in the, in the chat here, guys. The Daytona uh, 5000 is a night owl strain. It came with the uh, calendar, so you had to bundaroo. Like, yeah, it was a bundaroo exactly. It, you had to buy the calendar. Um, so definitely a good one. Um, I'm sure, I don't know, if, you know, can't say I'm sure, because I don't know what any breeder's plans are, but, like, um, have to imagine he'll get this one out for, like, a wider release at some point. Very, very good. Um, it gets me super high, and it's, like, one of these, like, it's on the skunkier end of the of the terp profile kind of thing. Like, uh, real yeah. nice. Yeah. Real nice. What about you? It's like wow, we're saving. What are we smoking on for the end of the show? Holy shit! I think I, I think we went over what I was smoking on the strawberry gelato from uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ganja Girl up in Maine. Oh, Shout yeah. out to Ganja Girl. She had some I really you know really <laughs> nice flowers. She uh, she let us have. That's right. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Kyla got hooked up, man. She got the deal of the day <laughs> from <Yeah>. Ganja Girl. <laughs> Bondaroo. <laughs> she got the bundaroo. <laughs> I was just impressed with what everybody brought. You know what I mean? That was awesome. All the different smoke yeah, people brought. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, like we, it, we had like just jars of weed everywhere, and it was just like take your pick, gaggles of weed, as I would say. Um, yeah, yeah, it was yeah, great. And then concentrates, and yeah, it was cool. All different consumption methods. Yep, Captain brought know. some nice craft beer. Um, that was awesome. Always, always, um, yeah. always, yeah. And um, yeah, we we cooked. Yeah. 
we had a great time, guys. And in the next one, you know, for for better or for worse, we'll be a little bit more like planned out. We just gotta know. get commitment out of people. Exactly. Could you? Exactly. exactly. So we'll we'll get going on the planning aspect of it, but uh, like I guess I, I guess to bring it full circle, you know, like it's if you're gonna start doing anything, you gotta plan it plan it out a little bit. Growing, doing podcast meetups or otherwise. I think we did pretty good for our, for our last on. minute last minute uh, roundup. We did pretty good, I think. Yeah, we did. We did just fine. But really, I think I think that was just because of the company, dude. Like, yeah, you know, wouldn't have been uh, wouldn't have been shit without the without the guys and uh, and the gals who came along as well. Um, so, yeah, just just want to. Th- Always, always, always give a big thanks to our community. I mean, our Discord members, our our Patreon supporters. This this would just be the three of us hanging out, talking on a Tuesday night without you. And and believe me, we would do it. We would. <laughs> but yeah. it's way way more fun. Way more fun when you guys can listen, join in the conversation, and. I'll learn together. What do they say on Dude Grows? They say learning together in public, right? I haven't listened to that show in a couple weeks since oh, uh, right. since since Guru left. Uh, I know he's gone fishing, but uh, who knows, man? I like I I hope they can uh, hope they hope they can get it together. But um, that's why we're all here, right? You know, hey. There's new new kids on the block in the podcast land, guys. Uh, you and know. we got the right stuff, motherfucker. That's right. That's that's right. We're, no, there's no there's no like there's no gangs. We're not here to you know. We're everyone exists together, and I I still have tremendous uh, respect for those guys. That they're like, I mean, I I literally went back and listened to like episode one before they had guru guru on the show so like you know he was a great addition to it absolutely but like it wasn't they did hundreds of episodes before he even joined you know Mm -hmm. so like i don't know i don't know that'd kind of be like if uh g3 went fishing one day and then all of a sudden guys were like Fucking show sucks now. I don't know. What are the? No, I'm just. I mean, I'm they'd fucking, be right. They, they would. I, I mean, that's what no, I'm, I'm saying. You're right. You're right. <laughs> You're right. No, I, I'm just. I, I'm just playing. Like, I mean, no, 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 nothing to anyone about it. I love. I love everyone. Grow or love. Grow or love. Right. Simple as that. Yep. yep. If you don't Grow like that, go fuck yourself. And then go fuck yourself. Like. Like in the uh, nicest you know, possible way, just like growing is easy and it's hard as fuck at the same time. Both of these things can be true, you know. Grow or love, and go fuck yourself. Yeah, yeah. There you go. I like that. That should be on a T-shirt. <laughs> I think it will be. It I shall be. make this happen. It might be. As soon as I get Once over this fucking inspired. call, it might be. <laughs> yeah. But like, um, I, I was kind of talking. You know, I was talking about the community guys, like. Please come join us. We extend a a welcome, like wholehearted, an invitation to everyone out there. Okay, 
whether you just join our circle at the at the Freedom Fest or you you found us on Twitch, YouTube, I don't care how you found us, guys. Come join us. We want to talk to you. We want to help you get set up, growing your own, avoiding the lines at the the, the dispos, you know, avoiding the awkward interactions with your local drug dealer. As much as we all love those characters, I mean, just I, I'd rather stay home, <laughs> just personally, in most cases. Um, but guys, it we're we want to, you know, a rising tide help helps all boats, as they say, right? Or um, that's that's kind of where we're coming from. We just want to grow together, but by, by us relaying the knowledge that we've learned it not only like helps us be more confident in what we do because I, I don't know if you knew that like teaching a thing actually is the, the the way you retain the knowledge the most did you know that makes sense yeah. like i said before Thank repetition you. it's the mother of skill it's like if you hear a thing it's only you only retain like 20 percent. if you see and hear it's only like 40 percent if you do a thing, it's like 60%. But if you teach a thing to another person, you retain like 80 to 90% of all that knowledge. So it's like, I don't know. I remember... You know, we, we just, we're, we're playing around. I mean, you know what, what else they say? Those who can't do, teach. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> but it, it, it's more like those who can do but want like... A little more from it. I don't know. It's 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 a that's that's a weird saying. I'm not a teacher, but like, it's I don't know. There's a lot of truth and a lot of falsehood in that, man. It's just like that weird dichotomy thing we were talking about, man. Yeah. Uh, like both things can be true, but um, be, be, before we forget, I want to give a couple of shout outs to some new Patreon supporters. Let's do it. All right. So we have a big shout out to Jared Williams. Thank you very much for your support. Uh, Potluck Pyro. Again, thank you. thank you very much. Thank you. Um, Artificial Equinox, he's been a member of the Discord for a while. Mm -hmm. um, thanks for uh, stepping up and, and supporting the show. We have Ohi oh, Hot Trichromes 740. Thank you very much for your support. Uh, and then Marley's Grow Room, thank you very much for your support. And uh, if we've missed anybody, thank you. please, please feel free to, um, if we haven't given you a shout out on the show, I mean, look, we're not the best at keeping track of that kind of shit, and we don't mean any disrespect. If you oh, haven't no. got a shout-out on the show, just please let us know. Be glad like, to give you a shout-out. Yeah, like, honestly, guys, like, it's just, we're stoners, too. Like, sometimes information just gets lost in the shuffle, guys. And, and just mean... so you know, like, we're, I mean, we have, it's the three of us and Jeff. Mm -hmm. So, doing it all. Like, um, recently, website got hacked by people from China. I have to go back and rebuild the whole thing. How do we know it was people from China? <laughs> because it was Chinese websites like they, that were, and the wow. guy, the, my hosting provider said that the malicious attack came from China. So I have to go by whatever you they mean, tell me. We, we mean uh, Mad Hatter, Mad Hatter Organics. Yeah, Jeff yep. is Mad Hatter Organics. Yeah, that's, Sorry. That's mean. <laughs> it's because he's my homie. He's Jeff. Yeah, no, that's... We use our, uh, our our online pseudonyms around here, <laughs> just uh, for future reference. No, nothing, nothing to it. But yeah, guys, like 
every time someone steps up to the plate, like it's it means the world to us. It helps us improve the show and it helps us plan cool events to to hang out and meet you guys. I mean, it was one of the highlights of my recent life. I mean, I'll be honest, like it was truly that special of like an experience to meet some of the people that listen to our show and like I mean, I can't even explain how how much it means to me. So I I hope you felt the same way. Um and it it's just like no, man, it was I, epic. I, just, I mean, I just, dude, even my father more. fucking loved it. He said he loved meeting all you guys and um he enjoyed, you know, the company and he learned a lot too because most people don't realize this. I I say it all the time. My father's never been inside one of my grows. He's just not that interested. He just wants to smoke it. <laughs> you know, yeah, so there you go. um he learned a lot, you know. He was asking me he asked a lot of good questions. You know, like what's this, what's that? I was like, you know, you are he's he was definitely listening. You could see him picking up on stuff. Um so yeah, no, it was it was a great time. I, I really can't wait till the next one. It's gonna be a blast and with the right planning. Um it's gonna be epic. Yeah, we're on it. We're on it. About an eight hour drive for me, but I'll be there. Uh yeah. Hey, just I mean, a little over the speed limit. Yeah, I just cut cut some time off and Dude, you saw how I fucking drive. <laughs> like you're from Massachusetts. <laughs> yeah, like I'm from Massachusetts, exactly. Yeah, right, yeah. Yeah, now I now I know why I hate everyone with a fucking Massachusetts plate. No, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. It was like he was it was like keeping up with the flow of traffic. It was he was just one in like a a sea of of mass hole drivers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just doing doing what everyone else does, sir. Just pe- keeping up with the traffic officer. No, I'm I'm playing, man. It like I uh I can't even tell you how much fun I had. So I want to thank you. I want to thank your wife for uh you know, hooking up the food situation, like that whole thing. So man. Yeah. Can't wait for the next one, guys. And G3, you'll be there too, right? I'll be Dude, there. shout out to your wife, man. Right, right. She she right. was the without your wife, I think we still might be looking for the car. Um, Dude, right for sure. I have a be- woman's touch, like you know what I mean, with all these savages. Um, she was great, and you know, such a sweetheart. I mean, shout out to my buddy Hank, you know, who talks like an animal and he's a pig and. Um, your wife didn't run out of the house <laughs> horrified. Was just I mean, you know, it's like it is what it is, dude. Yeah, I mean, yeah. No, she rolled with the like punches really, really well. Anything like, what a, she what a heard, you know, anything she hasn't heard before. But, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, just again, guys, join us, support us, enjoy the show. Even if you can't do either of those things, just keep on listening and. And grow share your the own. show with a friend. Yeah, share the show and uh, enjoy it. And the most most importantly, enjoy it. And I hope it, it it makes you want to grow your own and improves your your grow. That's that's what we're here trying to do. Um, so just thank you guys. That's, grow your that's own. all I'm trying to say. It, and don't get caught. <laughs> that's that's what I'm trying to say. All right. Um, but yeah, we'll talk to you in another week, guys. Um, both of you two, rest up, all right? I, I don't want any coughing or sneezing on next episode, okay? I'm going to do my best. <laughs>
to my best. Right. I know. Feel better, man. Feel better. And uh, adios, muchachos. We will talk to you in a week. Love y'all.